0: Hello, Sam here. Welcome back to Cinema Swirl. Apologies it's been so long, and thank you so much for joining us again. This episode of Cinema Swirl was recorded a little bit differently to all the previous episodes of Cinema Swirl, and as such there are some very minor audio hiccups in the first part of the episode. It's not as bad as some of the audio hiccups we've had in previous episodes, it's pretty listenable, and by the time we get into reviewing the actual movie, we'd figured out how to resolve that issue. Anyway, without further ado, here's, you know, Cinema Swirl. Cinema Swirl
1: are we season 4 now technically
0: yeah. Back okay. <laughs> hiatus, hiatus. <laughs> we got cancelled we got brought back by uh, I think we've already done that bit while we're getting yeah, cancelled the brother? screen brought us back
1: yeah it's annoying isn't it when you take so many hiatuses you run out of jokes for taking hiatuses what I was going to go with is that HBO commissioned another season of Cinema Swirl that yeah. wanted to put a 2 hour break in between them <laughs> but we were fighting them we were in there you know we yeah. were fighting them tooth and nail.
0: How have you been, Sam? It's been many hundreds of thousands of years since I've seen you last. It's been a long time. It's very nice to be back in the saddle. I've been good. You're back yeah. in the saddle, yeah? Back in the back in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're ready to ride this thing, this
1: horse, this podcast horse? Yeah, I think so. I want to see where go? it takes me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what have you been up to in the last few months since we've done this last? Do you still work in
0: a cinema and don't drink Pepsi? No, mate. Well, uh, uh, you nearly got me there. That was nearly some gotcha ah, journalism. I gotcha answered no, journalism. Sorry, question. Still off the Pepsi, guys. Still okay. off the Pepsi. But I've stopped working at a cinema. So I think I'm now able to discuss how awful that was.
1: So, so <laughs> you're, you're further distancing your branding, basically, from... Yeah,
0: like, so <laughs> cinema's gone. Fizzy drinks, gone, mate. I'm a new man. What? what am I to
1: do? Like, I'm going to come back here next week it's just going to be called Sam anymore. Like, it's like yeah. some other dude
0: like in your place. Just, so, just, just call me S-Dog, alright? And then we can, can move on. So
1: S-Dog, what was it, uh, that led you to leaving the cinema? I mean, as a young boy, I always thought working in a cinema would be the greatest joy of all joys. Eating popcorn for breakfast, ice cream for lunch, nacho cheese for dinner with a hearty helping of films.
0: Yeah, I mean, the hearty Helping of films that was that was there. I could watch some films. Got to see Suicide
1: Squads,
0: <laughs> all, the, all the classics. Batman v Superman. Mate, got a little uh, Funko Pop Joker keyring. That's supposed to be for customers, but oh, S Dog, took it. S-Dog, oh, S
1: Dog, you lit freebies. that place up, man. Oh my God. So very I'm assuming you left the cinema because you fucking burnt that shit to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah. Like,
0: I'm not saying you're an uh, arsonist. Yeah. Like, you know. No, because I don't want that getting out there. Because
1: I've uh, ever, ever told you that my dad casually like alludes to him being an arsonist now and then.
0: No, that's a fun little quirk for a sitcom character. It is. is,
1: isn't it? Well, my dad is basically a sitcom character. I've come to realise. But uh, another another wrinkle to the story of Big Daddy Mahan, uh, who is smaller than me considerably by by around mm. two feet. I Actually, um he what casually that? mentions that there was a fire at a stadium near his home when he was a kid, <laughs> and it 's gone to the point now where i don 't know where the joke ends and the reality begins. i can't yeah. bring myself to search through newspaper archives to see if there actually was a stadium fire in Salt Hill and Galway. oh okay, But if there was, it almost definitely was my dad, right, and even if it wasn 't my dad, he 's almost definitely <laughs> taking the fall for someone, <laughs> yeah. He's implicating himself, like you know, he's had multiple opportunities. So, so
0: you're not looking it up, so that it's like you're not opening the box yet. It's like Schrodinger's arsonist father. <laughs> like yes, if you open it up, then maybe he is an arsonist. But if no, just... no,
1: you're, you're right, Sam. Is exactly like Schrodinger's arsonist father. Um, that classic phrase that we all definitely use. I just don't know if I could live with myself if my dad was a twisted fire starter. You know, I mean, that's I don't know if I want that on my conscience. You know, I would live it the fat of the land, you know, living high and large. I don't need no fucking shit like that. Sam, Sam, calm down. Okay, breathe with me. Okay, <laughs> breathe with me. <laughs>
0: Why do we ever stop doing oh. this shit? This is easy. We should. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh, so the other day, you know how I'm still after Pepsi Max, right? Yeah, living that caffeine-free lifestyle.
1: I wait. Oh, 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 yeah. The way you said that there leads to me to believe that you're a fucking glugging caffeine-free Pepsi Max. Like,
0: no, 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 no. I, I haven't abandoned fizzy drinks as a whole. I've abandoned ah. caffeinated fizzy drinks. So.
1: Oh, I see. This is you've changed your tune.
0: But I, I haven't had any cola at all since early 2016
1: now. Fanta is, like, worse for you than Coke, though. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's got it's, way it's more worse. sugar.
0: It's worse, but I'm, I'm just a stickler for my own self-imposed rules. Yeah, I it just I don't
1: want you to be, like, drinking, like, you know, fucking Sprite and then a bottle of Fanta and thinking you're getting three of your five a day because you got lemon, lime, and orange up in there. Not the for the health sad, benefit,
0: not... mate. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just ditching my branding, alright? Okay. The other day, I walked through um, the city centre of Nottingham and um, there was literally a giant fucking can of Pepsi Max in the street. Like a, a huge, like uh, like eight foot tall can of Pepsi Max with like steam coming out of it. Wow! Symbolized like popping it open. <laughs> <laughs> and there were, like, attractive people, young people, wearing Pepsi Max clothes, with bins of Pepsi Max in front of them, giving away Pepsi Max. And I, someone was like, ah, Pepsi Max! And I had some Pepsi Max. I didn't drink it, but I just took it, and I just had it in my hand for ages. That
1: is just like the episode of Simpsons, where Homer tries to give up beer, and it's like, surrender to Duff, and they drop them all from the sky yeah, on top I, I of it. Yeah, I
0: thought it was genuinely cruel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, it, cruel marketing <laughs> from uh, Pepsi. See, Pepsi, you could have sponsored a nice podcast with two nice boys and instead you're doing this wicked fucking in your face lapsing making people lapse. I
0: know what your game is. It was one of those um, yucky spin-off Pepsis though. It was like ginger or something. Or cinnamon. I can't remember. It's just Ooh. some some beige flavour that they had on there. We, we do, do the have can. people
1: still keeping in touch. Uh, people do send us messages. Uh, mostly new Pepsi products that are They're out and about
0: You're welcome to try and mate
1: Well I'm not like I mean I feel this is unfair Because there's two of us here One of us loves Pepsi Max One of us does not like it at all Like that's me And that's not a life choice I've made That is just a fact You've made a life choice You're the one who's distanced us from that brand that's on you. That ain't on me, like...
0: I don't want to impose my caffeine-free lifestyle upon you. Hey, I'm look, sorry, but... is
1: in the privacy of your own home, fine, whatever. <laughs> but when you're out pounding the pavement, you drink fucking caffeinated beverages like the rest of us, yeah?
0: What, does that mean you don't drink tea and coffee? No. I <laughs> haven't had those since 2016 either.
1: See, that's really funny, because the last time you were around recording, yeah. and you you're bigging up the healthy lifestyle of not having anything caffeinated, yeah. but it literally just... You were just really tired, just like, all the time. Still am. It's still are. Yeah. Like, if you were in The Sims, there would be an icon
0: above you saying, just give me some fucking caffeine, like... Yeah. Have you tried sleeping more? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. No, I, I, I sleep I sleep better. Oh, you sleep
1: better? That's I okay. sleep better. That's good I sleep, know. like...
0: I mean, this might be me getting, a, like, a full-time job, but I sleep at, like, a regular time, and I wake up early, and I can survive the working day, but, like, once I'm done, I'm, like, shattered. So I always feel tired. It hasn't got any better, really. That's good. You
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because my fear would be that you would be feeling tired And then you'd stop feeling tired for a bit And then go back to feeling tired And that would be really upsetting But at least it's been
0: consistent Consistently just feeling bad
1: (laughs) Speaking of consistency Why don't Mm -hmm. we uh, dip into that old mailbag of ours Okay Dust off the jingle (laughs) Oh man, I think I just inhaled some spider eggs no, Got a couple of emails here to cinemaswirl at gmail.com
0: That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com
1: I'm going to read out basically around 30 to 40 of the messages that we get Which is, when is there going to be more cinema swirl? Yeah Right here, right now, you heard it here first Yeah, this,
0: this, this is, is it, is it. <laughs> D- This is it right now, now mate, to answer your question, now <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, you know, I'm i gonna say I do like that we've been getting so many so many lovely tweets
0: it's genuinely very encouraging and lovely and sweet
1: people when they tweet us are much nicer about Cinema Swirl than when they meet us in person I don't know about you but for me I've met a few people like they even say hi Kevin or hello they literally just go
0: when's Cinema Swirl back? fair question mate
1: now like I just wish people could understand the reason why Cinema Swirl was on hiatus mm. was that I had grown to resent Cinema Swirl massively you- particularly it just yeah yeah you know one true prick more like am i right (laughs) so i decided to forbid there ever being any more cinema swirl ever if i had my way i would have deleted all the episodes that were already up there yeah but i don't know what the password is anymore so you know (laughs) much like creed i'm on the outside i'm looking in but also like creed sam i can see through you because inside you're ugly ugly like me
0: is that Creed? Or is that Stained? That's Stained, Stained, it? the bald lad.
1: Well, no, that was Fred Durst when really he sang what Stained. <laughs> no, <laughs> long story were short, like- <laughs> we're back. If you want the, the truly, like, I'm pissed off about the, the things that have happened in the past, that's behind a paywall on the Attitude Era podcast Patreon page. But long story short, I've elected we can tell the story. Okay. Around the time of our last episode, mm-hmm. Sam and I were approached by a company. Yeah. I'm going to use the term company loosely. An organisation, maybe we could say. What does this organisation want? With little old cinema swirl, Sam. Hmm. Uh,
0: Oh, uh,
1: you want me to answer the question, please? Um. (laughs) I want to share the incriminating.
0: uh, They they wanted us to sort of churn like milk in a. No, I'm I'm just, I'm just, I'm just razzing you. They wanted us to revolutionise radio and audio content forever.
1: Easy. What's for fucking lunch? I did These that for breakfast. Are your guys. <laughs> we can do this. Well, we're meant to be doing bite-sized chunks of, like, they, they said they listened to Cinema Swirl, and I will say that I didn't contact them, you didn't contact them. These no. are people who are like, whoa, you guys, we want you to come aboard or choo-choo train of new
0: media. All the way to success.
1: All the way to success. We're yeah. excited because, I mean, we've often wanted with Cinema Swirl there to be kind of, I don't know, like a next-level type moment and it felt like that was it. Yeah. And unfortunately we made the mistake of asking before we signed our contracts (laughs) if we could just check out one or two little things. Yeah. I think there was a query over whether or not we would actually own any of Cinema Swirl if we did it.
0: Yeah, any of our content or likeness or voice.
1: (laughs) And seeing as I really wanted to destroy Cinema Swirl from within and inject it with a lethal dose of poison, giving up ownership really kind of takes away my ability to kill my own creation. So, we just wanted to check. And in the process of checking, we had a guy come back to us saying, yeah guys, we don't think you're a good fit for our brand and they made out like we have come to them to yeah. ask to be on their new media thing no, no I'm, I'm not bitter honestly i'm full-time podcasting well, i refuse to be bitter tell about you what about kevin it. i'm
0: not full-time podcasting i am very bitter about <laughs> <laughs> i'm deeply <laughs> upset I and they were like oh, you can do it for free you can you can just do it for for the fun of it I don't want. I don't want to have any fucking fun. I want sweet cash dollar in my pocket. I, I, it was going to be a lot of work. Like, I yeah. mean, it
1: was going to be every day. Every we'd day. Be podcasting. casting like that's a fucking big commitment. But we were up for it <laughs> yeah.
0: We can't put that in the bank and just release it in you know pieces. This was every day relevant movie news they wanted.
1: But thankfully, they don't want anything to do with us now. Yeah. So uh, there you go. I was really annoyed because I really wanted a chance to fuck it all up for us, and I feel like. <laughs> Like, we didn't, like... <laughs> Like, this is the one time where I've had an opportunity Which normally I feel I would have fucked up massively And I yeah. didn't even, like, we did a sensible thing We were like, hang on, let's just check this contract and read it first And then we, that's how we
0: fucked it up? Yeah, we fucked up before we even had the chance I don't know that's impressive So f- from that day, we both <laughs> became traumatised by the very idea of <laughs>
1: I mean, I will definitely say it let the, it let the wind out of my sails mm. Considerably yeah. And yeah. I think a combination of me starting up various other projects and doing other things and Mm -hmm. there being not so nice memories attached to it I will say I'm very sorry if I lapsed in Cinema Swirl it has always had and always will have a very special place in my heart and I love podcasting with you Sam more than anything in the world and showing you these movies but it was, a, it was a... No, hang on. I'm going to get into a horrible bit now. Oh, oh, um, <laughs> but you're a fucking prick, mate. Uh, <laughs> you're fucking phony, mate. You're a fucking phony. I told you. Don't read the fucking contract. You're a fucking phony. A fucking apologize. A fucking phony. But, um, yeah, it, it's just... Unfortunately, for the last few months, the thought of the podcast brought up feelings of malaise and distress.
0: Yeah, I was just like... It brought up... Sick for me. I was just uh, throwing up kind of some <laughs> yellow buttery goo out of my mouth every time I thought of it.
1: Is that because you were just eating
0: lots of popcorn? Yeah, but they they don't they don't offer buttered popcorn. But that didn't stop me. I just bring in my own lure pack and just dump it on top <laughs> and just wait. For That's a
1: quality <laughs> buttered lure
0: pack, a real quality one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not messing around.
1: So, I mean, that's not a, I I realise we've played the jingle there. Uh, we've done the. Like, I don't know if there's a special jingle for talking about a failed outside project. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could certainly remix the back <laughs> jingle. And yeah, fuck okay, it up can, and make can you it play horrible. an evil jingle?
1: Because I, I love the mailbag jingle and that this was a, quite a distressing thing we've talked about. So let's, let's yeah, put that to one side. We're going to go into the actual nice questions now. Because I mean, the reason we talked about that is because everyone wanted to know. I and I figured there's no point in... Where, where have you been? been? That's where we've been. Um, and that's nice that people are asking. It is. It's very nice. And we're back now so you can fucking stop already. Jesus. Now. <laughs> right <laughs> now. It? Here. Look at your fucking app. We're, this is Cinema Swirl. Yep. we got an uh, email here from Brian Yobb. To, uh, sorry, Brian Yop.
0: Oh, okay. Yop. Do you have Yop here? Me mama, Yop, me mama. Is it Yop? Was that Yop? Am I saying Yop? Yop, Y-O-P. The advert. Do you have Yop here? The the milk drink. Yeah, yeah, the yogurty ooze. So gimme Yop. My mama. I,
1: I, I don't Yop. know the potentially racist jingle that you're singing. <laughs> Yop. <laughs> I just know, Yop was...
0: It's it's the real thing.
1: Why well, was growing up, if you were Catholic, you had Yop. And if you are Protestant, you had Freege, with a, with a J. Brian Yop, your name has made me think of Raspberry Liquid, so I, I thank you very much. Uh, he's written an email to cinemaswirl
0: at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com.
1: Hello, I wanted to share a note that might be appropriate for both shows, How To Wrestling and Cinemaswirl. no, no, no. no. Da, 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 da. Rest in, rest in, rest in, rest in. Also, to continue to the cinema swirl bit I did bring an entire chicken dinner with me <laughs> With chicken tenders Fries Coleslaw A drink And a bag of M&M's as a snack <laughs> <laughs> I thought this acceptable Since we were strapping in For a four hour wrestling show As opposed to a two hour film The movie theatre attendant ah, Agreed with okay. my sound logic And allowed my outside meal Mate that fucking attendant Is out in his arse now He ain't, he ain't working there no more Right? Wait hold on He's saying movie theatre attendant Oh right? yeah they right? showed a, a Wrestlemania show uh, at, at, at one of the Cinnamon's oh, I think is what he saying. Oh that's, that's cool, cool. They want to. I'd go and fucking see the that The blast zones They don't do them anymore
0: Alright well I mean like Yeah if it's a What is basically An endurance <laughs> event which is what WrestleMania is. Four hours now. is a, yeah, you need to have a, a full roast chicken, like. Bring a picnic, you know, a blanket, just hang out. Make make yourself a fucking home in the cinema. Yeah, easy peasy. If you're watching a film, don't do not do that. <laughs> Please. Another email here to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com.
1: Cinema anecdote. Hi, Kevin <laughs> and Sam. <laughs> I'm sorry. Initialize cinema anecdote. <laughs> The Odeon Cinera in Hereford allows you to buy plastic glasses of red wine to take in with you. I already love this message. This is my favourite one. It's got wine in it, in in, inappropriate glasses. Once drank uh, a bottle of red wine out of a World's Best Dad mug. Fantastic experience. (laughs) Well, me and my brother went to watch Get Out recently, and uh, literally, as the movie was starting, a woman came into the cinema with two of these glasses in each hand for a total of four wines. Worst possible timing to enter a screening. Why do people do that? There's 20 minutes of trailers and adverts for people to come in and she chooses the very start of the movie to arrive anyway. The whole room was pitch black and we could see the shadowy presence of the lady slowly head up the stairs to find her seat. She was walking very slowly and teetering left and right with each step and I knew she was either lost or pissed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you use pissed you'd have to drink those four wines first though surely right? I mean mm-hmm. same.
0: At least one handful.
1: <laughs> yeah alright you gotta get rid of some ar- space there well turns out she was indeed drunk she flung both glasses up into the air and fell backwards down the steps oh my god this is taking a really oh. dark turn the wine covered three teenagers to her left who all shrieked as she continued to roll down the steps she veered to her right and landed on the legs of an old chap who was wearing those audio description headphones for the performance oh god
0: oh, he yelled Jesus. In,
1: this is getting really bleak this is yeah. why we fucking stopped doing it you sent you, the quality messages <laughs> became too dark and that's when we stopped he yelled in shock also, all this was happening as the movie was beginning and the entire audience was completely groaning and distracted. The old chap stood up and picked up his guiding stick. He was either blind or had a visual impairment of some sort. He took off his headphones and started calling out for help. Utter chaos. Some poor young girl from the Odeon had to crawl into the cinema on all floors with some kitchen towel for the spilled rind as Mm. not to distract the showing any further. In a hushed voice, she had to talk the drunken girl out of the cinema as well as assuring the blind man as to what was going on. What a pro. She was a real diamond.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's my favourite bit of the email that sh- she was a real diamond like that you need more than minimum wage for that kind yeah, of yeah
1: you thing. can't be getting no minimum wage and shining bright like a diamond like <laughs> anywho there's just a yarn I had for my most recent cinema experience I love your podcast and I've started re-listening to older episodes as I eagerly await your next arrival now best wishes <laughs> Joe Lewis from here forward come here forward to me well that was um, I mean I know we've been exploring this theme for a while of food in the cinema, that's yep. more like um, social incident at the cinema.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like incident endemic of a larger problem at the cinema, kind of thing. You know, I-
1: I'll be honest. I scanned the email and I was just like, did she piss herself? No. All right, I'll read it out. So, because I thought that was the line at which it would be inappropriate to read out the email as it stands. You get drunk during the performance. During the performance. Not, not before. Sam, we got a very special film to watch today. Yeah, I've,
0: I've heard. <laughs> but
1: we have. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting one because I decided on this movie after hitting up IMDb's top 50 movies under 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ease ourselves back into this. On you know? yeah. the off chance this whole thing doesn't, uh, doesn't work and Sam has forgotten how to swirl or I've mm. forgotten how to swirl. So far so good. We're watching a movie from Rob Reiner called Stand By Me. Mm. Uh, This is a movie which I watched when I was a young lad. Very important movie. You didn't even know what the fuck it was, if I recall correctly when I mentioned it.
0: I don't know who Rob Reiner is. What Rob Reiner? Rob Reiner. He's the anti smoking activist. I know Rob Schneider. Alright, I know I know he's more of a No. You know Rob Schneider? I do know who Rob Schneider is, they're saying
1: no to fucking (laughs) dismiss that awful fucking analogy. Uh, Rob Reiner
0: made yeah. Spinal Tap. Uh, okay. Do you know Spinal Tap? Not seen it, but I know it. You've
1: not seen Spinal. What the fuck are we doing this for? Anyway, so Rob Reiner is a very famous director. He also okay. formed Castle Rock Entertainment, the production company which made Seinfeld. It's a show famous for Jerry having a new bit. Yeah, uh, that happens across the nineteen seasons of Seinfeld.
0: What's the What's the deal with Rob Reiner? That's what I'm asking. Uh,
1: the deal with Rob Reiner is he's America's sweetheart. He's uh, very well. Renee director and we're watching this movie Stand By Me which is adapted from a Stephen King novel oh okay uh, yeah called The Body which is an autobiographical tale from Stephen King's childhood ah is this this isn't the first Stephen King b- book to movie we've done is it we've done we did The Shining of course The Shining is ah, Stephen King. that is Stephen King we've not done it yet have we
0: we've not done it yet no we haven't we, we're, we're, still, we're about, we're done about done to do it, it now mate uh, uh, you haven't seen uh, it have you uh, no, I haven't seen Stand By Me. No, I haven't. Uh, haven't seen. Uh, haven't seen it. Uh, who's no. on
1: first? Like, have you seen it? It that that doesn't work. Either. I've seen the It
0: crowd. Oh Jesus, that's a, a great. Ha- have you
1: seen it? The, the Stephen King Clown the Scary, scary clown. clown film. No, no, I haven't. I think that's got to be a spooky swirl this year. So you don't know anything about Stand By Me at
0: all. No, you've never even heard of it. In order to legally download it. I have seen the like cover image. Okay, poster. you've not seen the synopsis, have you? I've not seen the synopsis. I know the title and I've seen the cover, and there's some boys. Do you know? <laughs>
1: there are boys. This is a this is a boy centric film, I will tell you after that Okay. Last. Do you know the song Stand By Me? Bum. Bum. Stand
0: by me. Yes. So you, do you know the song? Stand by the goal mate to not let any balls in
1: stand in the formation yeah four four two i remember that from my sensible soccer days nice and uh, you know what my favorite thing is is when we get tweets from people who've not yet realized that we don't actually watch football but like three episodes in like oh this is great movies footy chance banter what these are my lads yeah <laughs> <laughs> these are not the lads you're looking for so you don't know the song it would seem
0: uh, yeah, i mean uh, you know it's a good rendition i do i recognize the song but okay is it based on the song
1: <laughs> it, it's not based on the song no it's the, the song, song in obviously, it uh, yes the song features in it uh, multiple okay. it's got a, it's got a fucking cracking soundtrack this it's a, it's a story of, of growing up. It's a story of, um, of going from boys to men. Not, not Right, and they're on the soundtrack. Yeah, they're on the soundtrack, you know, where they do yeah. an amazing harmonic rap version of Stand By Me. It's, it's, okay. it's unbelievable. But there are also some other boys in the movie as well. This movie was viewed for a long time as being the quintessential growing up movie. Right. I've not seen this since I was a very young lad. Okay. I wonder if it will be evocative of the journey from a boy to a disgusting grown-up man. I mean, would you say that when you're a boy that you have to go on some sort of a journey, do you feel you went on a on a on a journey of self-discovery to uh, hatch out of a cocoon as a man butterfly?
0: Yeah, went on like a journey to school to learn about stuff. Um How how did that work out for you? Terrible. For really? <laughs> real bad. No, it's, it's all right, mate. <laughs> I'm a big clever, mate. I can't, like, think of any... See, in, in the pictures, in the movies, mm. there's always, like, a, a coming-of-age moment. Yes. Or experience.
1: This movie is basically, like, the. it's meant to symbolise the coming-of-age moments for, basically, all baby boomers. It's set in the late 50s. Right. So, this movie, when it came out in, like, the late 80s, it basically spoke to everyone who is our age now, then. Mm. Now they're all old as fuck, so it doesn't matter, like, all, yeah, yeah, where did Nuclear bombs. Fuck off, yeah? So, coming-of-age moments. Have you felt you've ever had a coming-of-age moment? No, I've just
0: aged. <laughs> I've just, like, become older. I don't think there was a moment where I was like, ah, oh, I'm a bloody man now. See, a coming-of-age gradient is so much less satisfying
1: than a coming-of-age moment. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I don't think I've had a moment where I'm like, "No, my childhood's gone. I'm now a grown up."
1: So you never had kind of like a moment with pals as a as a as a young boy where it's like, "Oh, after this experience, after this adventure, I'm a man now. I'm a whole different person." No. When I was like six or seven, mm-hmm. at a friend's birthday party, they went on an adventure to round the old forest. Right. The farce where they found a cache of weapons for the IRA um, when I was a kid. Sorry, went what? To the far- oh, stop making it a
0: fucking thing.
1: Uh, the IRA are coming to get me. Where is that uh, cache of no weapons?
0: <laughs> you can't bait me into asking about it and then be like, oh, you're no, bloody Protestant. No, no.
1: If it just so happens that my anecdote of childhood tales fucking baits your inherent anti-Irish sentiment, then fine, like, you know. So, we went there into the forest. Yeah. And there was, like, a bit of a creek there. And there was, like, a rotten log that was across the creek. Mm-hmm. And all the boys were like, come on, let's run across this log. And I said, I think that's very unsafe. Yeah. That log is it's rotten. And they went, oh, come on, let's do it. And they did it. And they went, why oh, are you going to come across Are you chicken? And I went and I told on them. And, <laughs> God, and then the parents came and... <laughs> They came out to them. They said,
0: "You shouldn't have
1: went over that log." And
0: and, and good on Kevin for telling us. He he yeah. did the right thing here.
1: It wasn't even my birthday. It was fucking great. Like giving oh, the, the ball of a birthday that's not even yours. And they're like, "Oh God." seven uh, years and Colin can't just get it together. Not like Kevin. Reliable log-spoiling <laughs> Kevin. Like yeah. So, I don't think that that was a coming-of-age moment for me, but I do believe I prevented... You ruined a coming-of-age moment for other boys, yeah. And now they're all like they're trapped, basically. They're all like boys stretched out. Like, I've never had my coming-of-age moment. What is this horrible Arrested Development? And I'm grand now, because I curried favour with authority, which is uh, what I was just
0: anyone to do who's listening to this podcast so you can't think of any coming of age moments for you no not really i mean there's there's things like that you know we've all jumped across a body of water Yay. and felt very scared that you were gonna fall in the water and then you didn't fall in the water it was all right managed to jump across but i'm like uh, yeah boys are weird there you go that's my little uh (laughs) (laughs) done. (laughs) I have this weird
1: feeling about this movie because this movie is held in very high regard and I'm one of those people who holds it in high regard I have a feeling that's going to have aged terribly.
0: I know nothing about it Kevin, like Mm, zilch because you know this is a trend I've noticed with
1: movies when it's movies that are set up to be like some sort of like social ideal and set in like in the past and it's like oh god you know remember in the 60s when we all did this or remember in the 50s when we all did this and I think you and I are going to watch this movie and come away going yo where is the avocado toaster old man you know <laughs> i have a feeling that we're yeah. just too fucking swinging for this dusty old movie
0: why didn't these kids just check in like why didn't they on <laughs> um, um, Foursquare? Four square
1: yeah i mean like these days kids don't even have coming of age moments they've got coming of age apps and they just yeah they download the moments you know hmm. coming of age moments not facebook moments <laughs> think about it. Yeah, just throw it out like you know, deep, deep. Um,
0: well, I think uh, social media is actually making us uh, uh, not quite as social as we were before.
1: You know, Sam, um, it's funny you should mention that because uh, the other day, yeah, I went, in, I went to town, was it? Yeah, it was. I went to town, and I was in the shop, mm-hmm. and people all around, such a, a, a bevy of activity, mm-hmm. and I noticed all the youngsters were all looking down at their phones fuck's sake mate and I just thought to myself well they've all charged those this morning haven't they (laughs) I typically struggle with that that is the generation gap right there I frequently forget to charge charge my phone phone. how do they do it the young Mm -hmm. how do they do it unbelievable all these plugs where do they come from amazing immaculate all right, let's go uh, watch this uh, coming of age story. Let's take a bit of a trip back to 1959 and go do a cinema swirl. Welcome back, everyone. That was "Stand by Me," Rob Reiner's coming-of-age classic. A quartet of boys. We're fucking up to our Oxters and boys here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You got boys coming out me backside. Sam, initial, gush, reaction. That oh, that was really
0: good. Yeah? Yeah, I like that. Was it heartwarming? Yeah, my heart is warmed.
1: Could you give me a, a brief rundown of the emotions that you felt during the movie?
0: There was a bit of, like, oh, fuck these fucking kids. Then a bit of, oh, these <laughs> these kids are alright. Then a bit of, oh, this is quite sad. And then a bit of, like, oh, this is great. And then a bit of, oh, this is sad. And then, oh, this is alright. This is good.
1: So it's kind of like a roller coaster, but maybe not a very exciting
0: roller coaster. Yeah, just like your, your run of the mill coaster. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a
1: straight up Co, like nothing really you know too fancy no upside of. down
0: bits is what i'm saying
1: <laughs> speaking of upside down yeah i was wondering if this is a movie which is kind of like what are those load-bearing movies where like a whole corner of pop culture is precariously perched on the foundations laid by this movie are you thinking
0: uh,
1: but yeah stranger I things was wondering, <laughs> yeah stranger Things or as it's known here in the UK ( sauces) yeah (laughs) wait is that (performance) me singing? I realised oh no that's a Hotline Miami song
0: I'm singing as soon as I started singing the theme I was like I have no idea what the theme to Stranger Things (laughs). sounds like
1: (laughs) Stranger Things (laughs) Things, upside down <laughs> strange thing um I was wondering if you saw anything in this movie which you've seen elsewhere in other boys media.
0: on bikes see them all the time mate.
1: They reset a trend. This movie with the boys on bikes
0: whole. Stranger thing. Things really does that boys on bikes thing. I think that's like a. I mean, that was promoted as like a 80s, at least partly Stephen King esque.
1: Oh show. yeah, uh, it's actually funny. The kids when they auditioned them for Stranger Things, they actually got them to read scenes from this movie. Oh and, okay. From the, the novel it's based off so of. Literally so literally just like fairly unabashedly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think The Simpsons is definitely one, but you can think there's so many shows that have a uh, the oh flashback to when we were kids and we found a dead body or went on an adventure together. Yeah. Like, you were a Pokemon boy, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I still am. Did you uh, catch them all when you were a kid? I caught most of them, mate. Caught most of them. Most of them. Ooh. Catch them most. (laughs) Catch work. them all except for Tauros, because the Safari Zone is hard. Mm. Uh, I was wondering if this is top top Poke Buff question here now. Okay, I, probably so I, I don't know. I don't know if you're a Buffaman or not, but we'll see. Do you know the Stand By Me reference that is in the original Pokemon Red and Blue? No, you even you're very sure you don't. do a quarrel or anything like? I was her. thinking
0: maybe I can improv something, try and come up with a funny answer. Nah, no, mate, cut straight to the chase. What is it? Mate, Tell me. Give, poke, Pokemon give it. Pokemon
1: is serious business. Yeah.
0: like G- give me that <laughs> sweet ref. acquisition
1: of Pokemon and nothing else. Now, you know in Palatine, if you go and look at any of the TVs, yeah, it'll say, "Oh, there's an old movie being played on TV." Four boys are walking across train uh...
0: tracks. Only
1: in the American and UK and uh, Europe versions, but yeah, stop by me reference ah, there nice nice font at the start of this huh yeah it's good yeah. I like when movies have the same consistency as like an above average student presentation like yeah. it's very good so we meet our narrator would be Stephen King yeah. Gordo
0: yeah played by someone we've seen before on the podcast is he I should know I didn't. I wasn't really not, not paying attention but like uh, the, he looks at a newspaper and it says someone's been stabbed attorney stabbed yeah, yeah and now now ah, I under- yeah. yes so I was thinking about that. I thought he looked a bit like Kevin Costner. And then I was like, wait a minute, he doesn't look like Kevin Costner. And,
1: <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute, I don't even know who that is. <laughs>
0: I've not seen any Kevin Costner films. Who is he? Give.
1: Richard Dreyfus from Jaws oh, fame. Oh,
0: Dreyfus. Yeah, um, Dreyfuss. We, we famously got Dreyfus and the other guy mixed up, didn't we? So I, I, I'm even more at a loss as to who Dreyfus is.
1: Yeah, and famously, I don't really care about not knowing <laughs> actors like, you know, the fucking white guys, the white men, that was them, those actors. Yeah, I So mean, w- come one on. of
0: those from one of the films that we watched.
1: You know I hate as well? People are like, oh, do you not remember who directed this or wrote this? Mate, they're even on the camera. Ain't no pictures of them. Come on yeah. now. Unfair. So it starts off innocently enough with our font and our stabbed headline. But things take a little bit of a dark turn where he goes, I was 12 years old when I first saw a dead body.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Struth. I'm hooked. I'm in. I want to watch this movie. want to see some dead people.
1: How old were you when you first saw a dead body?
0: Uh... Eleven, mate. Big boy shit. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Cutting in just under old Stevie King. If
1: you're wondering what the noise in the background is, it's me trying to figure out what's a top banter way of chatting about the first time you saw a dead body. Yeah. Mate, when's the first time you saw a dead
0: body? What was it like? Whee! Wallop. proper Bance, mate. There's a bit here where the the narrator man says it was only...
1: I I was going to actually ask. No, seriously. Oh. Any details there? Any funny stories about seeing a dead body?
0: No. (laughs) Well, hey. There was that time... Hey, now. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey wait hey, wait, wait wait a minute there was a old time Sammy's got a dead body story hold on hold on I'm getting a bit old now but, so I can't remember if I've told this story before but I, I briefly worked at a funeral parlour oh yes you have and... told the story <laughs> <laughs> have I told it on the podcast yes you have okay uh, just like do you want to see where the dead bodies are no not really because I'm a pussy mate you know <laughs> I'm a fucking pussy
1: first dead body I saw was my granny but she had been given the full works like you know, obviously my parents didn't skimp on uh, any of the, the, the extra is. Fucking granny looked like a Hollywood actress.
0: When when you asked her, like, when was the first time you saw a dead body? I was like, I was like, oh, Kevin won't want me to actually talk about
1: that Yeah, because Kevin doesn't want you to upstage his awesome story about like his dead glamorous like, dead grand. And I was like, who's this? Like, you know, honestly, I I walked. She looks better like, than she ever did. Oh, if this is what it's like when you're dead, maybe you should. uh I don't know, fucking kill me or something over here. I'm see what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. So we flash back to a small town in yeah. Oregon, 1959, which
0: was a long time ago if you measure it in terms of years. I'm like, mm. mate, everyone fucking does, yeah? Don't be Not all enough. fancy writing.
1: A metric system over here in Europe. <laughs> we don't measure in years, we measure in uh, time scales, you know? Yeah. 100, 100 days to a time scale, you know? 100 hours in a day. <laughs> I must say, I I wonder if like the world was actually ever like this. Well, but the- It's a very idealised 1959 small town, isn't it? Yeah, it
0: is. I mean, look at that treehouse. Fucking hell. That's cool. I mean... Ha- did you have a treehouse as a kid? No, but I always wanted a treehouse. I think everyone wanted a treehouse. And I don't think I knew anyone who had a treehouse.
1: Like, I didn't have a treehouse because we didn't have any, like... We only had, like, hedges. We didn't have, like, proper trees. And you can't like get
0: a hedge that. house, can you, mate?
1: No, you can. It's more of a, you know, den really than yeah. a tree house but the family who I used to go to after school to be looked after when my parents were off working till all hours yeah. they had a tree house the and fuck? anytime time yeah I know Anytime I tell them they're like oh <gasps> treehouse, you must have the best childhood ever. Yeah, but that's it's like, insane. It's really unglamorous. Like, you know the podcasting table here in, in, in my house? Yeah. Literally that size. Right. So, like, it was less of kind of a, hey, let's all go hang out in the treehouse and come up with some fun plans to be as kids. It was more like, let's go simulate what it's like if three of us were in a slightly too big coffin.
0: Yeah. It... In a
1: in a tree. <laughs> like a, a, a coffin that's not been properly delivered. Like, <laughs> it's up a tree, it's full of children. What's going on?
0: <laughs> the more I think about it, a treehouse is just an elevated shed, isn't it? It
1: is! Yeah. Like, there were a number of times, like, when I was a kid, we would be like, Oh, let's go to the treehouse! Yeah! Ah! Yeah, let's go to the treehouse. Woo! And we'd all go up to the treehouse and go, Alright, right, we're here now. Too cramped. And we'll leave the treehouse.
0: Yeah, it feels like a very American thing, treehouses.
1: I guess, because no one I know in this country I've ever spoken to has ever, like, even known someone. Well,
0: we don't have trees in England, mate. Yeah,
1: I know. Or (laughs) houses. Don't believe in trees or the Virgin Mary over here in the no. United Kingdom. It's a very sad state of affairs. Yo, old kids, you know, kids from back in the days, you know, playing cards, smoking cigarettes, being racist, to go other racists, you know. Tell you, man, kids those days, it's ridiculous what it's come to, isn't it? Yeah. Back in back in these days, things are a lot different. Yeah. You know? The good new days, as I like to refer to them, you know. Mm. But then bad old days. Um, no, kids, no, those no. So we're introduced to all of our children, and yep. uh, all of them have got a story to tell. They have. Teddy's dad, for instance, is apparently a monster who tried to kill him when he was younger.
0: Yeah, that's that's not good. Burnt his ear. Burnt his ear. Oh, man. Who, who does that? His dad, apparently. Not your dad. Shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Rivers Cuomo's got a story about being the lead singer of Weezer. He's there just yeah, having a great old time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Do you, yeah. you have,
1: a little, uh, have a little practice of that? Like, have a look up. Oh, he's got a silly name. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'm here to spoil your fun. He uh. died tragically young. So there you go.
0: Did he? Who Who was he? River what? Phoenix. That's not River Phoenix. It is. No, the other one's River Phoenix.
1: Oh, right. I thought you were doing a joke about how his name is River. And oh,
0: no. Uh, right. <laughs> The one who's called <laughs> River doesn't look like Rivers Cuomo. The one who's got the glasses looks like Rivers Cuomo. Oh,
1: I see. Yeah. You know, that's how everyone kind of, like, the more you say the lead singer of Weezer's surname, the less people give a shit about how you pronounce it. Yeah. River Rivers Cuomo uh, is <laughs> very good.
0: Band. Yeah, um, River Clone Bro was there just <laughs> wearing his glasses, having a great odd time.
1: I mean, Rivers Koala is one of my favorite all-time <laughs> singers, uh, he's, he's fantastic. Well, yeah, Now the other boy, Chris. River phoenix yeah he died tragically young, died very so. young oh damn it, i i missed a sick burn on you there i kind of took you down for no reason so.
0: no it, no it's speedball mate
1: he's brother of jack and phoenix <laughs> Yeah, if you know him, oh, Jahakins, sure, I know him well. He did the driveway last weekend, sure. Oh, he's a good man, is El Hacken. His parents were hippies, that's why they've got such uh, peculiar names. Okay, yeah, grew up in a VW van. Nice. Mm. I mean, I we might as well say it right now because we're introduced to all these kids. You, know, we got Vern, for instance. Yeah, he was a dumbass. Uh-huh. doesn't even know the, the knock to the house and of course we got Gordo or main boy here these four children are probably the greatest four child actors you've ever seen like I don't know on this podcast anyway
0: it seems like a pretty good bunch of acting kids
1: yeah like really like suspiciously good for like 12 years old like there's no way you're a proper actor at that age like you have to have a like, good direction I guess
0: did they all go on to be adult actors I know River Phoenix died but he was like an adult
1: oh you know they all went off to do like various will things, Wheaton and, yeah, yeah.
0: is like a Star Trek dude
1: I I wouldn't know. I know he's in a lot of Josh Sweden stuff, but I don't know if he's related to him. I don't think he okay. is. Point is, they're really good, these kids. Yeah. I mean, think about the times we've had children before in this podcast, how irritating they've been.
0: These kids, are they're pretty convincing kids. <laughs> they're all right. Yeah.
1: So, Vern was telling a story about how he's buried pennies and lost his map to his treasure. And he overheard some car thieves talking about uh, seeing the missing kid that's gone missing. Mm. Dead. Down by the train tracks. So the boys decide to make a plan and a half. Did you ever kind of concoct schemes as a boy?
0: Not at all, no. I would be the Kevin Mahan in this situation, ratting everyone out and being like, come on guys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This this log's rotten. This kid's dead. Come on parents, go and sort it out for us. The way you're saying that
1: is like, I was some sort of child Gordon Ramsay. Look at this log, it's rotten. (laughs) Rotten.
0: There's just dead children in here, damn. (laughs) This could yeah. have been a great train track.
1: <laughs> Instead, it's a grave train <laughs> track. <laughs> so, the main boy, Gordo, his brother died. His brother was played by a very, very young John Cusack. Yeah. And it's really sad. This is, like, something unfortunate that I, I know of. Like, I knew people who this had happened to where the older brother or the oldest sibling had passed away and family realised they didn't like the other kid as much.
0: Yeah, really harsh. You'd think in that situation it would be like, oh, we'll really love this other kid now. Because he's the only one we got left, rather than just like, oh, fuck this kid. We've got, we're have got, we left with the little dork loser one.
1: And his dad's like, I don't like you. Your friends are thieves, <laughs> and the other one's a thief too. <laughs> a like. thief
0: and two thieves. That's a grand little
1: merry bunch of men. Uh, sorry, is Vern a thief? What has he stolen besides our hearts?
0: I oh, he's a lovely boy. When they're making this plan, yeah. they seem to all be saying like, oh, our dads are going to beat the shit out of us, but let's do it. That's, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Never been by my dad. I didn't have it in him again. Yes, you know, it's like an accepted fact of life back then. Like, dads beat. Yeah. Do you think there'd be many people who are like kind of around our age back in 1959? Are kind of like, I want to have kids, but. I don't know if I have it in me to beat a child yet. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for the responsibility. I think I'll leave it a few years. (laughs) Yeah, I'll wait for you see how I feel about the concept of beating a tiny human being, like. Different time, mate. Different time. Kids those days. Parents those days. They didn't have any standards or morals, I guess. No. So, tough kid Chris has got a fucking piece.
0: Yeah. River Phoenix has got a a gun. And everyone, does everyone quite rightly just go Jesus like that? Or is that when they shoot the gun?
1: They're kind of impressed by the gun, but it's only when he's like, oh, is it loaded? And he goes, no, of course not. And then he shoots it, and it totally is.
0: Well, he pranks
1: So, we get to see the villain of the piece, Kiefer Sutherland.
0: Yeah, Jack Bauer turns up. Boom. Boom. Bad dude. Boom. Oh,
1: you're doing 24. Yeah. Actually, you're a fan of 24.
0: No, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know the beeps, though. I know there's a clock in it, mate.
1: Yeah, you know that because you watched it off Sky back in the day. and watched <laughs> saw the adverts. <laughs> Well you like, oh I'm enjoying it. I wonder who played this person the Simpsons. Hang on a minute, we gotta get our beeps in. Beep
0: beep beep
1: <laughs> So tough guy Kiefer Sutherland who's got the greatest gang leader name ever Ace yeah. Oh, Ace, head of the Cobras! Stop it! Yeah, I'm already impressed. Yeah, You've won my attention. Big boy, big boy, stealing a small boy's hat—the
0: Fred Durst hat. Oh yeah, shit,
1: that is the Fred Durst
0: hat. Yeah, man, that's gonna make Gordy want to break stuff, isn't it? Yeah, break something up in his face tonight. Yeah,
1: I guess they're like Ace and the guys. They will never understand those younger kids and their jicky generation. You know, it's <laughs> the way it is. So the four boys set off on their big adventure Despite the fact that Gordy no longer has his hat He'll catch a cold And they uh, walk down the rails
0: Singing songs
1: Singing songs, walking the rails. There were no trains where I grew up. Nottingham, one of the best connected towns in East Anglia. So I am wondering if you've walked any uh, tram lines or train tracks or anything like that.
0: Again, no. Too sensible, mate. I'm not going to walk on the on the train tracks. Plus there's big old fences by them now, mate. <laughs> Bloody political correctness come mad, innit?
1: Back in your dad's day, though, they'd you know they'd walk the trains. Oh, to, the train. Ian was all over the train tracks. Yeah, you try and stop him. Hmm. Uh, a train approaches, and Teddy wants to dodge it because he's a fucking idiot.
0: Yeah, he's a madman. It, I'm sure he says like, "I'm gonna die now." Like, in some, like, because it's, like, it's cool to die.
1: I think the idea with Teddy is that because his dad is revealed as, like, a war veteran, but mm. also is like, got problems. And even yeah. though his dad nearly killed him, Teddy seems to be kind of infatuated Defensive. with yeah. his dad. I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, his dad is away and he doesn't beat him on the reg. So, like, unlike the other kids, he's got a much higher opinion of his father. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know. Like,
0: oh, my dad only burns me, he doesn't hit me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus. Jesus. So, uh, Kiefer and the gang are up to no good.
0: Yeah. Ball-batting mailboxes. Bloody hell.
1: You know what I feel would have gone on very well with the, with the Cobras? Who? Biff. Biff would have loved these lads.
0: Biff, very much so. In fact, that's, yeah, it does bring to mind the whole Back to the Future time.
1: It is kind of a gang of Bifflings.
0: Yeah, a bunch of Biffs. Bunch of bloody biffers. Biffing biff those mailboxes. Biff.
1: Biff. <laughs> they're the biffing them with their biffball bat.
0: But they're kind of arguing about like how long they need to play it in order to get the right number of rounds in. And the other boys are like, well, I don't want to hit mailboxes with a bat anymore. Whereas Ace is like, no, we have to hit it the right amount of times.
1: Yeah, I love the way they managed to suck a fun out of the antisocial fun that they were having. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like if you were a kid and you saw all these kids driving by going, ow! and hitting mailboxes and your parents like, just ignore them their game has probably got arbitrary rules and none of them actually really want
0: to do it that much yeah let's break the rules but follow the breaking the rules rules yeah guys yeah. come on
1: mate there's no point in breaking rules unless you're going to replace them with a set of <laughs> even more stringent rules The boys decide they need to get some water. So they break into the junkyard, which Mm. has got a scary, fabled dog called Chopper. And apparently, the word on the street is, is that Chopper has got sick balls. (laughs) I also heard that he's got tubular balls and gnarly balls.
0: Yeah, I mean, the whole concept of Chopper sicking on people's balls. Like, I just... It, the dog's going to throw up everywhere that's that's what I was thinking like it's What's just going to be sick onto your balls oh
1: I see I thought the dog was like, going to rip into their balls and be like oh
0: je- uh, uh, <laughs> oh no these uh, are balls <laughs> yeah
1: no, that kind him.
0: of a thing is sicking is sicking a term for biting yeah sick him get him I don't know so, sick him sick him you I just know, thought it's... the dog was going to throw up everywhere.
1: No, no. Sicken means, like, get him, you know. Sick 'em boys.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, knock him sick sicken robots. Yeah, I remember those.
1: So, in, in kind of, in newspeak, in millennial terms, yeah. instead of chopper sick balls, that would be, chopper, guess the avocados.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I get you.
1: Yeah. Right. Now you get you. So, couple of kids. It's 1959, got their water, they're going to all sit around, talk about boobs. Size of boobs and all that sort of stuff. I feel like I missed out on this growing up. Or just
0: being a bunch of boys talking tit.
1: I mean, like they were talking specifically about breasts that they had encountered, noticing changes, going to an all-boys school. It was all hypothetical breasts, really, for us, like, you know.
0: Over here in normal school, it's just tit city. (laughs) You know, just (laughs) tit chat all the time. (laughs) That's the name
1: of our new podcast that we're doing, our spin-off, uh tit chat brackets yep. all the time. <laughs> so, uh, look forward to that one uh, on the network at some point. Okay, this thing that I do know though is degrading each other's mothers. Um,
0: yeah, oh the 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 mum the mum banter. Yeah, proper mum banter. Really, yeah. really going hard. Why is that? What just having to go to your, your mum? Yeah. No, that's it. I mean you must be familiar with the whole your mum I can be familiar with it and not understand it. Right. Why the why the mother's gotta be brought into it, you yeah. Know? But your fucking mum doesn't understand it, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's her
1: problem that is like, you know.
0: <laughs> There's a bit where they're all flipping coins. Yeah. And they get four tails. Yeah. And I think Vern says, that's a Gucci.
1: I did. I mean, I'm not. What's I'm not, that? Unfortunately, I mean, I would just use an Alexa now to flip a coin. I literally <laughs> use Alexa to flip coins for me. Alexa, is that a Gucci? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you got a Gucci. Great job. <laughs> it's only the new update that Alexa can f- find that the correct terminology for four tails. I mean, it is a one in two chance. To the times four. So one and two, two four eight. That's like a one in thirty two cow of over here. Come on. Right. Hang on. I'm not Carl, I've even got my boards like, i don't, yeah. like, don't
0: quote me on that, you know. All right, Rachel Riley, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um we flashback to I think we flash back or do we Yeah. No to, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a flashback. Within a
1: flashback, that's so them, right there. at
0: the table, Gordy's family, and John Cusack's there, and they're all chatting, and the mum mentions girls. Ooh. And, and the dad is like, don't talk to the boy about girls. Talk about football. You'll distract him from the football. Football.
1: The boy's gonna marry a football like his father before <laughs> him and his father before him. And then yeah. the wife's like, but I'm, and then she realizes she is a football.
0: Football. Like, yeah. She's
1: football crazy, she's football mad, she's only gone and been
0: married to a football Football dad. (laughs) Football dad. Oh god. And Gordy's getting snacks, isn't he? Because they all forgot food. Clubbed their cash together. Vern's got seven cents or something.
1: I mean, if you were to have one of these boys as your boy, you would got to go with Gordy. Like, that's the boy you want.
0: Well, Gordy, he's got the great stories. Uh, he's got dollars in his pocket. Who wouldn't want to be his friend?
1: Like, I will see this now and then. Like, I'll see, like, kids do... Like, I used to teach. And you'll see kids around as well doing responsible things. And it's like, wow, that's... I wouldn't mind having that in a, in a kid, you know? Like, the other day on my street, I saw a kid who had two litres of milk
0: <laughs> <laughs> off the shop on their own. That's yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah. Man. Well, how do you know he's not just chugging milk as a, as a dare?
1: <laughs> we did that in school. We used to do that. Uh, yeah, we would, chug yeah, milk. We contest. If you could get a couple of trays of milk from the, the ref when no one was uh, looking on a Friday evening. Have a milk drinking contest. <laughs> And I saw a lot of white slime in my times. Yeah. Oh,
0: Jesus. It
1: comes out the same colour, but the consistency has all gone to whack. It's something happens <laughs> in the body that changes the very nature of the milk. Oh. So, we flash back to the present, and Gordy's only been sicked on by Chopper. He fears for his balls and flees for his life. Mm. And it turns out, wouldn't you know it, Chopper is just a tiny furry gentleman.
0: Bloody myths, mate. What's the deal with myths? Oh little cute dog. nice little sick dog gonna sick on you. You know what? I bet his sick is lovely. Smells like roses. Just nice little cute dog sick.
1: The junkyard owner comes and has the most threatening phrase ever. I'm gonna beat your ass for (laughs) teasing my dog. (laughs) It's fucking serious business right here. You do not fuck with another man's dog. You do not tease him and call
0: him names. And this is where we learn about Teddy's dad, isn't it? Uh,
1: It's the worst way to find out.
0: Your, Your dad's a a loony mate he keeps saying loony and Teddy's upset He's,
1: it's very very sad yeah and all yeah. Teddy can do is make fat jokes and like water off a duck's back mate you know <laughs> like a, it's not going to work
0: a, real, a really big duck
1: <laughs> fucking hell adults those days am I right like
0: who the fuck does that to children my goodness I'm gonna tell <laughs> on all your dads, apart from your mental dad, mate, because he's a loony. What a fucking
1: asshole. No wonder he lives in a junkyard. Oh. No one that cruel deserves a dog that nice looking. That's all I'm
0: saying. No. I
1: guess the moral of the story is never tease a dog. Yeah. they mope away, all sad. Vern attempts to start a song. Not the time. Ty- Vern is basically like Donnie from The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Vern is out of his element for like 80% of this movie. Not
0: now, Vern. The cobras get <laughs> razor blade tattoos oh, it 's so silly when that scene came on, and you just see the arm with the like cobra going on it, I thought, oh, these are the the stupid twelve year old boys no the actual grown up teenage boys scratching the word cobras. Onto their arms. I really wish there was a point in this movie
1: where the kids realised that if they didn't like fucking get their shit together and get out of the town that they They'd would become be the, Cobras. the Cobras. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really sad. Oh, I do like as well though, Ace with his dating
0: advice get yourself a protestant if you want to get laid mate protestants yeah
1: catholics notoriously never have sex never mate
0: never protestants all the time
1: protestants fucking hell it's just king george and all the other protestants having a big old sex party no doubt talking tit
0: 24 7 (laughs)
1: if they're not having sex with mothers, they're running them down with, with yep. crude words. I must say, there's this point I realised that this movie is one of those fucking banging soundtracks ever. Yeah, England
0: England. Oh, England, 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 football,
1: Better football. <laughs> Literally any one of those songs. I mean, I was very jealous of those children. The fact that they managed to have. That on the radio and like that's the popular music
0: nowadays. It's all played Justin Bieber in it, mate. Uh, bloody Lady Gaga now, but Lady
1: in- Gaga and Katisha and back in Beyonce. them days it was
0: lollipops and stuff, wasn't it? it was great. How come they don't do songs about sweets no more? Yeah, Bieber, mate. Talk about refreshers. <laughs> <laughs> come on, mate.
1: <laughs> Give us a fucking rap about Chewitz already, for fuck's sake. It's too- I'm too old now to not be getting that.
0: Gordy asks Chris, "Do you think I'm weird?" He's like, "Seriously, do you think I'm weird?" I still ask that to my friends in my twenties. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, I still think I'm a bit of a weirdo and a little, little freak boy.
1: I thought like there was like a moment in my life like around the, the end of my time in school, yeah. where I was like, like I didn't take the word weird to be offensive. Like it, it ceased having any sort of effect on me. Mm. And I thought that's all right. Like weird's a cool thing. It's a positive label. I'm taking weird. Back Back, it's mine like you know you yeah. can't use it against me and then I had a an ex-girlfriend who once just randomly went Jesus you're so fucking weird and oh man back literally split me from, from one end to the other I yeah. can't co-op that shit I know I'm weird but yeah. I still get self-conscious about it. it's just I think it's too many negative childhood memories.
0: Like. It's a good word! Good weird word.
1: Good weird words. Yeah. So yeah, they mention that they're starting junior high soon. And it kind of has that like sad moment there where the kids kind of realise... We're probably going to end up in different classes. Because Gordo's going to do college stuff. And you know Chris assumes he's going to end up doing shop and... That's kind of shitty Really shitty
0: Yeah for a, for a kid like Chris Who's supposed to be like this He's a bad boy right Chris Kind of
1: It's because he's from this Bad family I think Is the reason yeah. why Because his brother Eyeball is in The, the, the Cobras Eyeball, Eyeball of the
0: Cobras oh my god Yeah But he Is quite conscientious about this He doesn't want to drag down Gordy He's like Don't stick with me And do shop Go and be clever You've got all your Stories that you're going to Write Stephen I mean Gordy <laughs>
1: like the one you know the one about the it you're yeah. going to write that one aren't you and they're going to be so long people are going to buy them and never finish them but they'll pretend that they did did I ever tell you the story about the kid in my school who used to pretend to read Stephen King novels yes I think yeah. he did Yeah, fascinating even to this day I don't care if I've said that before it's still yeah. fucking fascinating and it bears repeating if you're listening you should have been a fucking ashamed <laughs> of yourself return that book or donate it to someone who will fucking actually read it my yeah. god I, I will say uh, having experience as a teacher Hmm. chris those are the best kids in the world so you've got a kid like that kid who clearly is really smart conscientious sensitive emotionally intelligent and yet doesn't do well so therefore assumes that they're no big deal and have low expectations right those are very easy to it was, it was supposed to, if you're a kid it gets labeled like early on like oh you're a genius yeah, I got, I got told that when I was like, you know, and this is not like a, a brag, but like I got put into that kind of category of, oh, watch, you know, keep your eyes on him, give him a special medal when he's twelve, and make out that he's going to be fucking all right for the rest of his life.
0: Kevin, I was in the National Academy for Gifted and Talented Youth, and look at me now. <laughs> It doesn't uh, help oh, you.
1: Let me have a proper look at you.
0: Yeah, G- gifted and talented.
1: That is such a fuck. That label, seriously, it, it fucks you it up. Fucks <laughs> up. It it does. It absolutely does. Like uh, you know. So yeah, I, I was. It was sad to hear that chat because I mean that's like one of the the, the main themes or thrusts of this this whole movie is. You know that that point where they're at, where they're literally—that's when you kind of, for ninety percent of people, you break away from the the, the friends you had. Then you, just you yeah. Apart, I mean, that happened to me, you but you separate to ways. You.
0: Yeah, for a lot of a lot of my friends, you just you're done after like. I guess, would that be junior school? More or less.
1: so I mean, it was primary school into secondary. There's a point where point like, going there, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: a lot of people drift away.
1: See, for me the benefit of being a wrestling fan is that you fall out with, with the friends of that time and then you just assume it's because of wrestling. <laughs> so, like, I was in my mid-twenties before I realised that Steve Austin's heel turn in 2001 wasn't the reason why I lost all of my childhood friends. <laughs> it, it was socioeconomic factors and moving away and whatnot. So, yeah. there you go. Wrestling strikes again. They head on to the the bridge, and there's an old choo choo train coming. And they're yeah. like, we shouldn't go on here, uh, Teddy. There's going to be a train. He's like, There's not going to be a train. Let's really slowly move across this very yeah. large bridge.
0: If I was, when I was watching this, I was like, Why don't they just fucking run across this bridge? Like, they know time is uh, of the essence here. But then you see Vern crawling across. There's, fucking this whole- Vern,
1: you out of your element, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> what an old man name, as well, Vern. 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 Um, fucking hell <laughs>
0: He somehow loses his fucking comb I can't remember why he brought the comb But he loses his comb Falls in the water mate
1: Very useless I did like that when the choo-choo started coming Gordo just went Trey Accurate <laughs> Trey Trey I thought to be like the cool kid with like a kind of a, a curly hair Be like yeah what do you thought it's me Trey What do you want huh Or Tr- what's the best way to carry drinks across this bridge Trey
0: Genuine question, whenever you hear or see a train and you're a small child, is it a custom to go, train, like that, or is that not a thing? Is that just my family? I think that's your family. All right. Whenever a train, we just go, train, like that. The
1: Chaplin family, notorious for identifying the presence of locomotives in Nottingham.
0: Microphone. (laughs) 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 Pointing at stuff.
1: Of course, now, if I had been, you know, stand by me in Gordo's shoes, it just would have been like, and then I went and I told on them, I never saw Chris again. (laughs) Vern got run
0: over. Stand by me. You'd still be on that side of the tracks. Yeah. yeah,
1: I would be like, lads, I told, I literally told you this exact thing would happen. Like
0: They have to jump off the edge of the tracks, don't they? Burn can't go fast enough, they have to shuffle off the edge.
1: Fern, you know, by rights you should be dead, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. They have a cookout with the most juvenile boy thing I've ever heard. Why don't you cook your dick? Ow! Small meal. Woo! <laughs> Gordo tells my favourite part of this entire movie The proper great tale It's like the best episode of Great British Bake Off ever
0: I literally wrote down <laughs> Great British pie
1: <laughs> So uh, Davy Hogan Who is known as Lardass yeah. Kids were so cruel those days Everyone's mean to him He they, they makes a point saying that you know he's, he's not a bad kid You know he's, he's got a gland problem He's like some sort of greedy monster But everyone including the adults Proper meat to him, so he eats loads of pies. But he has eaten an egg and castor oil, so he does a really big sick, and then everyone gets sick from this point on.
0: Yeah, it's it's like it's Little Britain-esque. The the sick scenes. I don't know if you remember the oh, sick they bits literally of Little Britain.
1: Just lifted that from this.
0: They're like just spraying everywhere, like yeah, like a hose.
1: And uh, Matt, what is the writing priceless like for a show like Little Britain? Well, uh, me and David, we sat down and we watched. Stand By Me, a really great movie. And we saw that bit and we thought, yeah, we'll have that. Yeah. Easy.
0: Just sick everywhere, mate.
1: It's not stealing if someone from another country does it. So, fuck you, Rob Reiner. Ours now.
0: Vern has his little uh, Amazon review of this story uh, after it's over. <laughs> I liked the ending. The barfing was really good. Four stars, <laughs> some funny bits.
1: <laughs> Three out of four customers found this review helpful. Sam, what is the worst sick you ever did? Worst sick? The worst sick.
0: The worst sick. I once, when I was on a coach journey for a school trip, I I felt very sick, and I didn't want to cause a scene. And I had, like, a plastic bag that some sandwiches had come in, and so I threw up into that little plastic bag... And then I didn't have anywhere to put it. So I sealed it and I put it in my coat pocket.
1: Oh, Sam Rookie mistake. But
0: literally the whole journey I was just carrying around a a pocket full of sick. I also threw up in DT once. Wow. Just all over the place.
1: That is literally one of the worst subjects to get sick in. There's so many little bits of paper and shit. Yeah. Glue. Scissors. (laughs) Wood. Man. (laughs) I mean, because I, you know, I used to get panic attacks, like literally anytime I did anything when I was a kid, like from the ages of like I remembering until probably when I was like 16, 17. Mm. If I went out anywhere, like if I you know went to a job interview or I went to Tang or I went to visit family or I went, literally, if I did anything, I, I would you know, get sick. I like I mentioned before, parents always giving me the plastic bag, so yeah. I've always been quite a cocky vomisher in that sense. In that look, I mate, know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I've literally been sick. I've vomited thousands of times. Times in my life
0: i've been sick more times than you've had hot dinners mate pretty much I, i've like, sicked yeah. up more hot dinners than you've had hot dinners
1: and like because i've gotten sick after cold dinners as well like, yeah so you know and not sometimes no dinners at all like so Still just so. kind of clear fluid comes out so i was always a very cocky vomiter particularly the last like seven eight years when i've not had panic attacks on the reg like so i thought ah you know sick i got this yeah. I hadn't been sick in around four or five years until last year. And last year, I had a really bad cold. I was driving back from my job, which I hated at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had really stuffy nose. So I decided, right, I'll just do you know the old up the nose. Kind of get that stuff up. And my nose was so like concrete, solid. I sprayed loads in. I kept going, trying to force it through. Which you're not meant to do. You're meant to do its magic. So I kept going, and I'm driving at the time as well. And all of a sudden, I would go, and I realized it's like large... ...thick curtain of guns is starting to like slowly subside into the back of my throat from uh. my nose. And not only that, but all the excess spray that I put in as well. Uh. So all of a sudden I just go... ...and I realise I've swallowed probably, you know... A, a, ...you know like a Quaker's Oats quick <laughs> microwave amount of porridge? That quantity of, of phlegm and oh. snot. And also are in a shot glass of very, very horrible tasting chemicals... So as soon as I went home, I was, I sat down for two minutes and I'm like, uh oh, Joe. I need to go get sick, uh, and I don't know if it's because I had not gone sick in, in a you know a long time, or because it was a particularly virile type of sick. Yeah. but I couldn't get the sick out of me; it was too thick. Like you ever like blend up a smoothie and it's like, uh, and you have, oh man, <laughs> you know, this, <laughs> this batter is too thick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was retching like as this like very slow sludge is like, going, you know, like a McDonald's milkshake when you just get it. And it's like. <laughs> and you can't get it out it was that level so it was like that except I was actively going "Ah," trying to get it out of my body and it finally started like you know like kind of like modeling clay falling off the side of a table it it, it finally gets through and and at the end of it i was getting sick for like 30 minutes at the end of it i was literally like weak and shaking and like clutching the toilet and joe had to like help me back into bed and i gave myself two black eyes (laughs) because i was vomiting so much i burst the blood vessels all around my eyes all around my temple near my nose
0: the way you said that sounded like a, as like a punishment to yourself for being sick you just punched yourself in the ass. Uh, just send us an email over to cinemasworld at gmail.com that's cinemasworld at gmail.com if that story made you be sick because some of the details there were uh, properly gross, thank you for that
1: see here you go, once again I try to get fucking sympathy and instead I just get stonewalled. you're fucking right gross here. weirdo mate unbelievable, a complete and total barfarama <laughs> Sam, Mickey's a mouse, so what is Goofy? I was going to say an abomination, but...
0: (laughs) Fucking mess, mate. I was going to Google what Goofy looks like, because I, I, I have it in my head, but I'm like, what is he? He's a dog. Is he a dog? Yeah. Is that established? Yeah. How do you know? Goof Troop
1: is him and Pete's a dog. His nephew's a dog.
0: He could be a weird fucking alien guy hanging out with a bunch of dogs. And then there's people are going, oh, but how come Pluto? It's a fucking cartoon. You like <laughs> idiots. like, come on, grow up. This is the kind of stuff we talk about before we've discovered girls, am I right? Am I right? What is Goofy?
1: What is the one food that you could eat for the rest of your life?
0: Pez, mate. Pez p Max. (laughs) (laughs) Come on,
1: legit, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life.
0: My head says pizza like straight away. Because you could, I mean,
1: you could conceivably eat frozen pizzas for the rest of your life, I think.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't like do
1: very well. But I know you, like, I know you went through a period of heavy consecutive frozen pizza, you know, that was a big part of your student diet, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there ever a point when you were like, I mean, how many was the maximum amount of frozen pizzas you had in a week? What would that be, the maximum amount? Well, seven. So you, you did seven days of frozen pizzas at one Point.
0: Mm, I mean, I hope not. It's possible I, though. It's possible that I could have it could have slipped through the net. Was there
1: ever a point when you were like, "Fucking hell, frozen pizza again"? I'm so sick of this. Or was like, no, I would. Hey, fucking frozen pizza! I could
0: never get sick of frozen pizza. It's amazing. It's the best. Wow.
1: See, I think I could never get sick of roast chicken, but I know if I ate just roast chicken. Roast the rest chicken. Of my life. Oh yeah. Yeah. San... You, for the rest of your life. Well, I do a roast chicken that's stuffed with uh, with cannellini beans, a little bit of uh, chorizo and tomato and. Oh, it's very good. Tell you what, next time you're around, I'll give you a, give mm-hmm. you a go at that, huh? let well, see if you a frozen pizza for the rest of your life.
0: I think, that, I, think that's, I think that speaks of the differences between me and you, Kevin, to be honest. Have
1: you ever roasted a
0: chicken? Yes. Spatchcocked it in everything, mate.
1: <laughs> you just wanted to use that word. Yeah, Love <laughs> Put um,
0: some, what, what do you call the juice that it soaks in? The, you know, the chicken just put some bloody uh, chicken just the you know the liquids you put on it bait based no not based what's the stuff i don't uh. know what
1: you're talking about
0: when you let it marinade a marinade, Mar- marinade. you put marinade on there you go <laughs> we
1: got there in the end it's okay yeah. So they hear coyotes. So they decide to take turns on guard. Teddy takes it way too seriously. Yeah. Gordy tries to get his sleep. Has a crap dream. A crap dad dream. The worst time.
0: Oh Jesus Christ! The like the funeral dream. Oh Should have been you, Gordon.
1: I hate you.
0: Now Fucking my hell. <laughs> dying distracted my son from football.
1: Now I'll never have a son who is a football. Also, as my wife I wish you were a football. dead. I wish you were dead or a football. Yeah, I don't see you becoming
0: a football anytime soon. We see Vern with a gun, by the way, which is very funny.
1: Yeah, Vern with a gun is uh he carries himself. Vern looks the most like a tiny man out of all the four boys.
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, he's got the he's got a tiny man name as well.
1: Like honestly, Vern, even as he is there, if you put him in a carpet right like uniform, I could buy him as like a you know like a, a manager, like a, gr- a grown up, a manager. Even yeah. like yeah, I could buy that authority because he's got that old fifties haircut, which signifies you know that he's a straight shooter you know yeah, yeah chris talks about his bad rep the whole business with him stealing milk money and the real kind of sad thing about it is that like he tried to give it back and then a teacher stole it and blamed it on him he got oh. scammed
0: by old lady
1: simons hard times daddy yeah. real fucking hard times
0: wah, uh, you... i'm a criminal
1: <laughs> stealing from a child who's tried to return something stolen is literally as low as you can go Gordy sees a deer a doe a female deer doe so he sees them and it's meant to be like a beautiful moment of him like connecting with nature and, and whatnot.
0: yeah and he doesn't tell him yeah why why not they probably call him a pussy for looking at a deer probably
1: make fun of the deer's mother or something like that or talk about the yeah. deer's <laughs> boobs <laughs> <laughs> so they decide to head off into the woods they know that they're near where the body was spotted Yeah. the rest of the cobra gang find out about the body and they set off So uh, we're going to have a showdown at the Old Swamp. Mm. Uh, They're walking through the muddy waters and Vern goes to punch Teddy and Teddy flinches. And he goes, ah, two for flinching. Did you have any of those kind of horrible rules?
0: (sighs) There was one about fucking Royal Mail Vans. If you saw a Royal Mervan, you'd punch someone.
1: Oh, it's a British institution. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was the thing. I'm sure it was the thing.
1: We used to do this horrible thing. I think it originated in Malcolm in the Middle, but it was this thing that oh, it swept the school so bad. This you, thing, the, the, yeah. Circular thing.
0: Sorry, that doesn't oh. work on a
1: podcast. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It's like the AOK symbol. I've not seen much Malcolm in the Middle, so tell me, what does that mean in the show, Sam, when they do this?
0: If you see the AOK symbol below, it has the to be waist. below the weight. Yeah, and someone makes you look at it. They can punch you as hard as they as hard as they want
1: see that seems okay in my school It was that but if you
0: look down you got a Mickey slap (laughs) (laughs) Hold on Kevin wait a minute (laughs) hold on what's a mickey slap a mickey slap is when someone backhands
1: your cock and just goes like that like they're flicking oh no yeah and they would do that and literally you had at one point in my school like 18 19 year old boys going around doing that to like 12 year olds and then smacking them and smashing their testicles
0: Jesus Christ
1: and then the rules got more complicated I don't know if this is a Malcolm in the middle but it became that if you looked down and you saw it but then you got your finger in the hole then you got to mickey slap them
0: that was a thing but without the mickey slap
1: Okay. Okay. And then the third rule was If you looked down You saw but Then you put your finger But then they clasped on your finger You got two Mickey slaps Right Which then evolved into A sack attack Which was like an <laughs> uppercut So Without the uh, Protective layer Of the uh, Of the main member Because it, it's not nice To get hit in, in In the penis No But the testicles Are a lot softer what? A lot more nerves So you got None of the protection Of the Mickey And you got the Straight up Uppercutted in the nuts yeah, I do remember at one point I did it to someone and I felt so bad afterwards. I just felt yeah. like the worst. We had an assembly where the principal was like, boys, you need to stop hitting each other fucking in stop the genitals. It. It, we had that in a church. Everyone's going yeah. to go into the church and be told to stop hitting each other in the fucking balls. 2004. Who was the
0: guy telling you this?
1: The principal.
0: The principal. Stop hitting each other in the balls, please. Did he then slowly like reveal that he'd been doing the?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> them up, boys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, high-fiving people in a crowd, just knocking all the... Yeah,
1: uh. well... stop Mickey slaps. So yeah, two for flinching. I will take that over Mickey slaps any day of the week.
0: Yeah, Vern gets confused by the whole... It's it's cute. It's
1: not for you, Vern.
0: There's one bit that is almost Vicar of Dibley level physical comedy. Yeah. Which is Chris checking how deep it is, saying, Oh, it's not even that deep. And then they all fall in the water. I laughed. I actually properly did a big proper, old laugh at that. That's
1: a proper stupid kid thing, like, you know. Yeah. That's, that's that's beautiful. So yeah, they get covered in leeches in this lake. Yeah. I was watching this with Joe and she's proper freaked out by leeches. What are what your feelings are on the little bloodsuckers?
0: I mean, I don't I don't really understand how they work. I'm scared by the idea of them, but I've never really looked into how leeches work.
1: It's weird cuz you don't feel a leech when it's on you because a leech, it doesn't like bite you like like that. It just kind yeah. of places itself on you and it makes a little entryway. And it gives you like an anticoagulant so your blood becomes runny and like flows more so they can suck up all all your blood. But they actually give you like a mild anaesthetic so they they numb wherever it is that they bite. So you don't actually feel it. A leaf can be on you for hours and you wouldn't feel it. You will feel it though when you pull them off though and their hooks come out, it's Ah. sore. And then also because you would be given the anticoagulant you'll bleed a lot so it's quite dangerous. Um, there are leeches in the United Kingdom, uh, in these Fair Isles. There oh, are fuck leeches. off, mate. Yeah. But the only blood-sucking leeches are in Kent, West Kent. So... Uh,
0: well, I, I, I've been there. I've met a few, mate.
1: Speaking of uh, of Kent, we had a boy in our school. Speaking of, you know, school schoolyard japes. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Ben. Yeah. And he was from Kent. Okay. So the children decided to say that he was bent. Uh, that there was you go. It. So, uh, kids those days, though, were very cruel, I thought. Very, very cruel.
0: I've, I've told you about Toby Lerone, right?
1: Toby Lerone, yeah. And
0: no one thought to call him Toby Lerone. <laughs>
1: man kids were so fucking like unimaginative everyone just called him Lerone Uh, (laughs) Lerone yeah
0: wonderful Um, oh he gets a leech on his jingling I thought well I I wrote down Gordy's got a dick leech um turns out it was a balls leech
1: oh that's worse
0: which I think as we've established with the whole mickey slap situation is is worse
1: yeah Yeah. softer less connective protective tissue yeah man that leech went
0: full on sack attack
1: if we didn't like see the flash forward of him having kids I would have been like greatly (laughs) concerned like it's the end of the road for you so the uh, cobras are on their way playing chicken Biff would love these guys you know running stuff off the road Biff could have done that not ended up in some poo yeah. and uh, Chris and Vern want to go back and Teddy's being a dick saying no we gotta go they're getting in a big fight and then uh, Gordo is revealed he's kind of obsessed at this point about seeing the body, so he's like we have to go
0: yeah he's like I'm, I'm not going back me and my leeched balls are seeing that dead body whether you like it or not I'm going ow ow
1: Fucking sassy kid huh uh, the find the body, and this is one of my favorite scenes because it's such a it's such a ramp up to this point. Yeah, when they when they find that body, it's like they very much paint that whole these boys get changed by this it's not a fun thing and it's something that probably you know I don't know if you were a kid everyone's always like oh there's a dead body let's go see a dead body or I heard this guy saw a dead body like there is I think for young boys there's a, a certain fascination about dead bodies yeah definitely the reality is I think it's very good that most of us have not seen dead bodies particularly like these ones that the one they see here out in the woods all rotten away and it's not like whoa look at this guy!" it's just like everyone's quiet poking with a stick and it's like Jesus Christ it's like. deeply
0: traumatising yeah when they found this dead body when we talked about doing this film you said don't look up anything about it yep. you'll spoil it which is par for the course for Cinema Swirl like mm-hmm. if I don't know anything about it I don't look into it but you, you were very specific about don't look on Wikipedia the first line will spoil everything I was like yeah, oh yeah. okay the whole time when they were looking for this dead body and there's a line at the start where was like I remember the first time I saw a dead body blah 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 I thought that this dead kid was going to be like a red herring or a MacGuffin <laughs> oh, right Eyes. And that one of the kids would die. Or oh, someone yeah. else would die.
1: When I was watching with Joe, she was also convinced that there was going to be yeah. like a, a kid's going to die. Now. They're
0: not going to find the dead body. One of them is going to die, and that's going to be the dead body. <laughs> I was I mean, so sure of it. I, I was like, I've fucking got this. I know what's ha- happening here.
1: I mean, I know that it's it, it's not like a twist that they find the dead body. like. But I, it's just that when you know that the movie is about them all going to find a dead body, and it's quite a short movie, I kind of feel like you not knowing that. Because when I first saw the movie, it was... Four boys go on an adventure that changes them forever. And now, if you look at the movie online, it's like these dead guys find a dead body and get traumatized forever. It's like that's literally the whole journey of the movie. Don't yeah. fucking spoil it in your synopsis, lads. Yeah. Gordo breaks down here about his dad, talking about how he hates him, and he should have died instead. Oh, it's very... very th- that kid, seriously, fucking hell. Serious chops on him. That's amazing. Very good, yeah. What He actually did Rob Reiner. I read an interview with him. He said that he... Because, you know, kids are very di- they find it difficult to have a range when they're that young. Yeah. To be someone else and not be themselves. So he, like, cast kids specifically that he felt were like the characters so they could just right. be themselves. So, like, for instance, the guy who plays Teddy, he cast him because he had some pretty fucked up, you know, shit happened to him when he was a young boy. Yeah. Likewise
0: River Phoenix is a bit of a bad boy.
1: He had a bit of a, a strange upbringing. So man, some serious fucking emotion on display from that kid there. It's incredible stuff. Yeah. The Cobras arrive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, <laughs> the whole thing about this that I find really funny is that they all want dibs on the dead body. They want to like take it.
1: Yeah, they want to be heroes.
0: But then you got to cart around a dead body and bring it home and be like, oh, we found this dead body.
1: Generally speaking, it makes more sense for the Cobras to find the body because yeah, it's they've got a car. A car. Right? Yeah. Come on, you know. I think they all because it's like a big manhunt and it's all on the radio. I think it's just kind of we'll become famous. I mean, you know, kids those days are just obsessed with fame and celebrity. Sam, it's not like nowadays. No, so Kids those days, man. I'm telling you. Unbelievable. Although
0: nowadays, you'd probably just get an Uber to where the dead body was, wouldn't you? Yeah. So you'd, you'd Google map it.
1: And then you'd go catch to... Catch some uh, Pokemon along the way. Yeah, and you'd go pick my body app, and then they'd you know, <laughs> pick it up for you and take it back.
0: Yeah, easy.
1: Gordo's got a piece. Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hoodlum.
0: Yeah, Ooh. Jesus Christ. Fucking um, Duke
1: Nukem over here.
0: Suck my fat one, you cheap
1: <laughs> dime store hoodlum. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Jack Bowers just got a knife, like a fucking idiot.
1: He literally brought a knife to a gunfight. Like. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Um, he apparently scared the children on set, like, they found him very intimidating. He acted very, like, cold and like his character around them to make the children fear him, to get that across in the scenes.
0: Rightly so. Yeah, He's a man.
1: chilling man, yeah, very chilling yeah. Kiefer. So... He runs off. Says that he'll get him back for this. They decide an anonymous phone call this is the best way. The body is found, and then the movie kind of wraps up. They head back home, and he basically talks about like how you know they get into middle school. Vern and Teddy they kind of stop hanging out with them. They have kind of sad futures. Like Teddy goes to jail. He's just kind of yeah. bumming around town. Vern like you know gets married straight out of high school, has kids, works at a regular blue collar job. Yeah.
0: But he finds a penny on the street, so hey, he's alright. Yeah,
1: everything's okay. You know, Chris becomes a lawyer though, and that's like. Really, that's so fucking like oh man like that's great yeah. to see him achieve that and pull himself up by his bootstraps it's david cameron's big society action <laughs> right there you know yeah. Boy, he's helping other boys
0: and get stabbed
1: breaking up a fight
0: yeah being a good guy
1: that's what gets you always be a bad guy if you can like
0: <laughs> and then we cut to stephen king on his old uh, old timey computer
1: that must have wrecked the eyes the black screen with the fucking bright green right Oh, jesus yeah there's no flux for that
0: and his kids are like oh my dad's always like this when he, when he's writing he's like oh I, now I'm the weird dad Ugh.
1: and uh, he writes his last little bit and he says he never had his friends as good as he had from the ones when he was 12 years old but then again who does yeah my friends when I was 12 were pretty shit like I made some cracking friends after the specifically after the age of 12 you mm. know so fuck you Stephen King you big loner he has said uh, Stephen King this is the only book that he felt was at the time like did it was done any justice by any film ever like he let stuff be you know co-opted all the time but he said this is the first time he felt they actually got it across well and he actually when it was screened to him he had a little he had to go have a little 10 minutes to himself because it was autobiographical a lot of it some of it was changed obviously for from the perspective of the
0: director, but, uh... Do you think his favourite bits were when all the other kids are like, Oh, Steve, I mean, Gordon, you're so good at writing, you're going to be a great writer, you're going to be a successful writer, you're so good at writing. You should write the
1: biggest book in the world!
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Sam,
1: stand by me and tell me what you thought of this movie.
0: it was really good it was really uh, heartwarming and nice um, yeah it was a proper coming of age movie
1: cynically I thought that this was like going to be one of those ones which is like yeah it's all well and good for the 80s for this to be kind of a throwback tale but surely in these teenage 2000s that this movie has no place and it will just be kind of a overly fucking aggressive male fantasy about finding dead bodies and standing up to bullies with guns I fucking love this it's beautifully acted I think the four kids and the director like did such a great job but like you know god kids fucking suck so often when they're acting and man powerhouse this stuff Got, got all them feels at the end
0: Yeah, and I think the relationship between the kids just comes across as way more of, like, a complex emotional thing than it would in any other movie with any other kids acting it.
1: I mean, you've got four kids who are, like, all playing off each other and it's very genuine. You feel like these kids are, like, this, like, weird ragtag group because, I mean, not everyone can relate to this, but I'm pretty sure most people can relate to... The group of friends and the dynamic, and I thought they got that like across really, really well. Even if it is from you know seventy years ago or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the the Gordy and Chris thing, where it's that like intense friendship, where it's mm. it, it, it's it's almost it, like romantic, but it's not romantic. You know oh, what those I
1: mean? Two what I mean Yeah, yeah, That's, those two at the yeah. end. I thought like that was, it was beautiful. That was totally, those boys were in love. Those boys mm. were in love and they didn't know it because it was 1959. They're too busy smoking cigarettes, gambling and running down the French. Yeah. Sam, if you were to put a bow on it, give this thing a little bit of a star rating, star wipe rating, how many <laughs> do you think you would give it?
0: Uh, you know what, I'm going to go with uh, four star wipes.
1: Ah, You heard it here first.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Cinema World episode was produced by kevin and the music and editing was by me sam as always you can follow us on twitter over at, at cinemaswirl or join us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl if you have any questions queries comments or stories send them on over to cinemaswell@gmail.com. at gmail.com that's cinemasworld at gmail.com if you haven't already please do subscribe to us over on itunes or whichever podcast thing you use and if you like the show leave a review Anyway, we'll see you next time on Cinema Swell.